All right, welcome back to the Blue Brother Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And I forgot to ask you a question last time, Brandon. Oh, man, what do you got? It is the craziest question that we have ever had on this podcast. <laughs> How was your Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was pretty good. Uh, the weather was super crappy. Um, we didn't really do too much. You know, we got our daughter dressed up and we took her around a couple places. Uh, you know, nothing nothing too fancy. And, you know, we came home and just kind of relaxed and watched some movies. How about you? Mine pretty much sucked. <laughs> because uh, I don't know if you remember this, but the power went out that night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, we were supposed to record our Blue Rose 2 episode that night. Well, no, not that night. Um, but we normally do Thursday nights. We tried Wednesday night. Long story short, we didn't record it all last week. Um, but Thursday night totally wouldn't have happened because the power went out about eight, right before 8 o'clock. And our kids go to bed at 7. So they weren't. fortunately, they were not asleep yet. But we do not have a generator um, it said it was going to be out until after t- uh, 2 a.m. And it was one of the colder nights because uh, the weather was crappy. So we had to pack everybody up and go over to the in-laws. And by pack everybody up, that includes the stupid birds. <laughs> <laughs> so we took them with us because we didn't know how cold the house was going to get. And they can only survive a certain temperature, stupid blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, the rabbits that we have, yes, we have rabbits. We're those kind of people now, apparently. Um, <laughs> they were okay inside the house because um, their outside hutch was not warm enough, but whatever. Um, but at first, so I went back a couple hours later because they don't live that far away. So I went back to the house, checked to see if the power came back on because also uh, we don't have a backup sump pump yet. Um, Everything was okay. I saw the water was getting a little higher. I was like, crap, this is going to suck. So the next morning before I went to work, I brought everybody back home because the power the consumer said that the power was back on, came back. There had been water in the basement. Fortunately, it all kind of like went down, but it went through quite a few places. But everything, it's just a cement slab basement. Mm-hmm. Everything's up off the ground or in tubs. So nothing too detrimental but yeah as far as halloween night goes yeah that was that was pretty stupid i would i could pass on that but anyways yeah that's a little life update i hope you guys uh, everyone listening had a better halloween than i did obviously i guess it could have been worse but hopefully you went out there and you got half off candy the next day because i definitely did that (laughs) So now or you got... go on Halloween and get free candy. Uh, yeah, but then you get cold and you get wet, and then <laughs> I complain. And then... yeah, I'll get half off candy rather than than that. Rock. But yeah. Anyways, so uh, hope everybody had a good time, and I don't think we really have anything for announcements or anything. So that means that we can just jump right into sports talk. Sports talk. 
Um, so it is Michigan's bye week. Um, but I do want to talk about Michigan a little bit. So do you want to talk about the Lions game first, or do you want to do a general Michigan conversation first? Uh, just go for the, the general Michigan. All right. So we haven't really had much of a long conversation just because it's kind of a little bit too long to tack on to any other episode. And I don't want to spend too much time with it, but since it's a bye week, it's kind of an opportunity. And if there's more to say about it, maybe we'll do it in the recap next week as well, since we'll just be talking about the lines. But um, there was quite the roller coaster with Michigan and Harbaugh this season as Michigan had yet again one of their most embarrassing losses in the Harbaugh tenure after finishing off last season with two of their most embarrassing losses. Um, So things were not going in the right direction for Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. So obviously, like people were talking about fire Jim Harbaugh. We talked about uh, how things were for a little bit. I mean, I brought up uh, I think to the extent of what was said was just kind of like, look, maybe Harbaugh isn't doing a good job and maybe it is time to consider, okay, what needs to happen if things do not improve? Because obviously things were heading in the wrong direction when you lose to Wisconsin mm-hmm. the way that you lose and then you play Illinois and you allow them to score 25 unanswered points against your starters. Um. But then, obviously, the dialogue changed. Um, that conversation that we had before was basically like, if you're going to do it, there's no, uh, you don't do it until the end of the season, and you don't do it until you know who you're going to replace him with. Now, since it's been a couple weeks since that, since there has been the opportunity to see, hey, what's going on? Uh, there's still three games to be played for the regular season. There's still, I mean, you know, just as easily as this turned into a positive dialogue, it still has the opportunity to turn into something ugly. Um, but I think that, you know, like I said, even when I said those things, I like Jim Harbaugh. I wish he was doing a little bit of a better job. Um, but I, I do like him overall. I just kind of hope that they kind of can get over that hump. Um, and at any point, Brandon, I know that this is kind of a topic that was just sprung on you. If you have anything that you want to say, just jump on in. Um, but one thing that I wanted to mention is that a couple things that people compare is obviously like the Big Ten championships and things like that um, that Jim Harbaugh doesn't have. But what people also don't realize is that the last time that Michigan had a um, Big Ten championship, which was 2004, um, they back then, that was before the Big Ten title game. And so Big Ten championships were also considered ties um, in different circumstances. So um, just uh, in the Lloyd Carr era, there were five Big Ten championships for Michigan. Only two of them were outright. Um, So technically, if you're comparing, I mean, obviously, like if you're comparing two coaches or two eras, you know, you want to put them on a level playing field. If you're going to, say, give uh, Big Ten championships to Lloyd Carr or some of those coaches prior, 
then honestly, Jim Harbaugh would have classified as having won a Big Ten championship last year. Okay. Um, when they won, uh, it would have been a tie between um, Ohio State, Michigan, and actually, I believe, um, Northwestern. It would have been a three-way tie. Okay. Um, I could be wrong on some of the logistics, but all three of those teams finished 8-1 and one in the Big Ten. So just something uh, worth mentioning and kind of considering. Uh, I could break down things a little, uh, a lot more. I have some notes. I, it might be worth a conversation at the end of the season, um, but I figured it's a little bit of an opportune time just to say a little bit of something just because there were huge dynamics. I know that some people are like freaking out and saying that, you know, fire them now, blah, blah, blah. Um, did you have any thoughts or anything? Um while we're on this side subject? No, that's just kind of kind of interesting to think about. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm still not sure if Harbaugh is the answer, but like you said, you can't really, you can't really fire him until you have a replacement in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something you want to go blindly into. Um, so, I mean, at the moment, he's who we have, so I guess we just got to go with it. Yeah. And it's tough too, and it's just like, <clears throat> like this. This is the tough thing because I'm saying this from because I am, I guess I would more say a realist in a lot of um, my perspectives, but I don't want this to be taken. Some of it, yeah, your people are just gonna say excuses and blah 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 and everything, but. One thing that Harbaugh has gone up against up until now, actually, it's probably the same for right now, is that this is, um, annoyingly enough, like the greatest era potentially for Ohio State football. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just stupid. And they're always a roadblock. Now, on, now, of course, granted, you know, Michigan has had its own problems outside of Ohio State, like Wisconsin, obviously, and um, Penn State this year. Uh, so that it's not all just about Ohio State, but that has been kind of difficult and limiting, and that you know puts a damper on things because everybody wants to talk about beating Ohio State, which hasn't happened in forever. Um, so I don't want to use that as an excuse, but that is one of those things we're putting in perspective because not only is Urban um, has Urban Meyer been one of the co- best coaches at Ohio State. Well, if not probably the best coach at Ohio State, he's been one of the best coaches in all of college football at multiple programs. So, but, um, but yeah, Coach Harbaugh has done. Uh, I mean, when you really break down the numbers, we'll probably spend. I think we'll probably talk about it at the end of the season because then we can look at this this season as a whole and see how it goes. But, um, I mean, even kind of going back to the voicemail from. Uh, the last episode before with the recaps that Steven talked about, it's just like, you know, this year was weird. It seemed like there was some just issue with Michigan football. And it seems like it's possible that it got fixed, um, that Harbaugh was able to fix it. So a lot of people went crazy with the hot takes mentioning just a little bit of it here, just to say, you know, uh, well, we're still, talking about it, thinking about it, but I think that it's going to be best uh, unless the wheels really come off 
the bandwagon that we talk about more towards the end of the season because, I mean, who knows what can happen against Michigan State, Indiana, and, like, Michigan could do something against Ohio State. It's not out of the question. Granted, they're, the odds are not in their favor, but who knows? So mm-hmm. I just felt like taking a few minutes to talk about that. Um, if you didn't have anything else, we could uh, jump into the lines here in a moment. So, All right. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, just took that, like, five or ten minutes to talk about that because I know that wanted to mention some of that. So we will uh, focus, though, on the future, things coming up here, and that is with the Lions uh, with a division matchup against the Bars. So, Brandon, do you want to take the lead on this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lions take, Lions take on the Bears uh, Sunday at 1. It's on, the game's on Fox. Um, you know, the Bears, they've lost four straight games. And uh, Mitchell Trubisky has really struggled. Um, I feel like this is just setting up for a typical Lions moment. <laughs> where, you know, the Bears have lost four straight games. Trubisky hasn't played very well. And I have a feeling like that's going to change on Sunday. Um, yeah, I just I just get that feeling. And it's just, in you know, the years of watching the Lions, uh, if you ever need to break a losing streak or do something for the first time, you play the Lions. Uh, you know, aside from Trubisky, I mean, they got David Montgomery. He's rookie, rookie running back. Uh, he's he's a pretty good runner. He's got close to 500 rushing yards right now. Uh, he hasn't put up, like, crazy numbers, but he's a strong runner. He can make some guys miss. He can break some tackles pretty easily. Um, yeah, he's, he's a guy that's going to be, you know, one of the focal points for the Lions' defense to stop, I would say. Um, also in the backfield, they have Tariq Cohen. Um, completely different style runner than Montgomery. Uh, you know, Cohen's super fast. He's really elusive. Uh, he's really good at catching passes out of the backfield. That's, you know, where he does the bulk of his work, I would say. Uh, another guy, he, he he has big playability, so... He's going to be another guy, too, that I have to keep an eye on. Uh, and also on the offense, they have Allen Robinson. He is their best receiver. Uh, right now, he has um, he has over 500 yards receiving. He's at 532, I believe. Uh, he's got three touchdowns. So he is obviously their, their number one wide receiver. They also have Taylor Gabriel. Um, he's only got like 230 yards receiving, but he also has three touchdowns. Uh, you know, that's kind of the weakness of the Bears, I would say. It's definitely, their offense is definitely the weakest link on the team, but I would say the, the wide receiver core is really thin. Um, you know, and on a defensive side of the ball, 
you know, the main person they're going to have to watch is Khalil Mack. Uh, you really can't stop that guy. I mean, you can just hope that you can slow him down. Yeah. Uh, so far, he's got like, I think he's got five and a half sacks on the season so far. Um, so, you know, hopefully the Lions can slow him down a little bit and just, you know, hope for the best, I guess. Yeah. Do you think um, the Bears' defense is going to disrupt the lines enough that their offense is not going to be able to score that much? Or, um, I I think so. I don't think you're going to see the Lions putting up as much points as they have lately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I still think they'll score. They're not going to get completely shut down by the Bears. But you know the offensive line, especially. Taylor Decker is going to have his hands full with Khalil Mack. Okay. Yeah, I have a feeling that one of two things is going to happen where it's either going to be uh, the Lions, just like you said, you know, an opportunity for a team that needs to bounce back and they get to use the Lions as that platform to do so. Mm-hmm. Or the Lions will give everybody false hope and be like, oh, they won a game in the division. They're working <laughs> their way up. They're going to do something. <laughs> no. Because, yeah, the, the uh, Lions. Yeah, they're, the Bears are not good. And it's not like the Lions are anything better. But so, yeah, I am. Um, I mean, works might work out well for uh, the Lions, considering that sometimes, sometimes, they can be more effective with the uh, stopping the run, since they mm-hmm. lost some of their secondary, and the um, Chicago receivers, as you said, are rather thin. I feel like it's a decent matchup for the Lions, um, but like that's the thing; it's just like they make some dumb mistakes and they don't man i'm trying to i think we talked about this maybe a couple weeks ago or something but it's just like when was the last time that lions just like beat somebody by like 17 points or more i can't even remember yeah Uh, it's funny you said like they they're usually good at stopping the run but i feel like last year they were better at stopping the run and their secondary was bad or it seems like this year's the other kind of other way around where they're struggling with a run. You know, we saw it last week with Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, they did a good job of stopping Barkley in the run, but then, you know, he was catching passes out of the backfield, but you know, they're, I, I, I don't know either. It's like one side of the ball shows up and then the other one doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes, but you know, I feel like Stafford's been playing pretty well this season. You know, so I expect him to at least do something Sunday. Uh, I think it's, you know, the Bears' offense has been so bad, and the Lions' defense has been bad that I don't really know what to expect there. <laughs> you yeah. know, something's got to break. Like who's gonna who's gonna have the worst performance? Yeah, you know, someone one of those two has to break. Yeah. No, that'll be a little difficult. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, Vegas is definitely thinking that, uh, like you were saying, that the Lions are not going to put up as many points as they normally do because they have this. Uh, gosh, I think it dropped the over under for this is like ten points less than 
you know, their average other games. Mm. So, yeah, it is. I don't know. Like I said, uh, with the, with the last episode and everything, it's just like I I think the only thing you can really guarantee with the Lions is that it's going to be a close game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like a ten point or less game, maybe at most like fourteen points, but probably ten points or less, and it will will be coming down to the final minutes of the game. And it's either coming back to tie or to win or something stupid. So, uh, one thing you can't say about Lions football is that it's not entertaining. <laughs> it might yeah, not make you. It might not make you happy. It might make you depressed, but it is definitely entertaining. So, I don't know. I'm just really. Um, I'm really kind of waiting for Hawkinson to have another performance. I know it may have kind of been a little bit of a fluke thing with his first game against Arizona, but I mean, he's got the capability of doing something. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, the Lions could use more threats in the passing game. I mean, they've, they've got, they've got good ones. Not saying that they don't have anything, but considering that they have nothing in the running game, if you don't have anything in the running game, then you really need to be, as stacked as you can for the passing game. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah. So in Chicago, uh, anything else before we, uh, do some of the thoughts, predictions and questions and whatnot? No, I'm good. All right. So, there's no Michigan game it's the bye week so that takes us then uh, we'll just start with the Lions and the Lions are actually the underdogs got them as two and a half point underdogs going on the road the over under is 42 and a half Brandon what do you say I have the Lions losing. Um, like I said earlier, is you know it's just one of those games where I just have a feeling you know the Bears have struggled, you know Trubisky especially, and you know they've lost four games in a row. So I'm expecting you know the Bears to bounce back and Trubisky to bounce back a little bit. Uh, and I have the Bears winning 20 to 17. And, you know, in, in typical Lions-Bears fashion, it's going to be, you know, a lower-scoring game. It's probably going to be pretty boring. Uh, you know, it's always that way against the Bears. Go figure. All right, so you have them not covering, and you have the under as well. Uh, I am going to go with... Uh, little bit different and I am going to go with the Lions losing as well uh, it's going to be another one of those some things where they're not even coming down because you have it where if they pull a final drive together that they're going to try to go for the win or maybe a tie I'm going to say that the Lions are going to put themselves in the stupid prediction where they're just even trying to tie the game 
So I've got uh, 24 to 17. Nice. Okay. Lose. Uh, but by all means, if they want to prove me wrongs, go ahead. Um, so that is still not covering, and that is under as well. So there you go. Which that then takes us to the uh, our locks of the week. I got a Big Ten game. Brandon chooses from the NFL. I am a little bit torn this week. I'm struggling uh, between the Illinois-Michigan State game and the Iowa-Wisconsin game. So I think what I'm going to say is I'm going to go with Michigan State not covering the 14.5-point spread. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, I do think, uh, I definitely think that they're capable of winning that game. I think there's the chance that Illinois could win it, but I don't, if they, the biggest margin I could see them winning by, I think would be like 14 points. So I feel comfortable with the 14 and a half um, taking that one there. So, uh, and then Brandon, you have a NFL game to lock. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the Ravens being 10-point favorites over the Bengals. Um, you know, I think the Ravens are going to cover that. I think they're going to completely annihilate the Bengals. Yeah, considering they just dethroned the uh, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, that was kind of surprising. Yeah, and the Bengals have, like, nothing going for them. Uh, Joe Mixon, he's struggling, and then Andy Dalton's not going to start for the first time. Oh man! So who they got? Is that? Uh, do they still have what's his name? Um, who's their backup? I mean, I'm not even sure who their backup is. Uh, <laughs> I think you were thinking of AJ McCarron, but he's not on there anymore. Yeah, I wanted to say AJ McCarron, but then I was just like, I don't think uh, he's still there. Oh, wait, hold on. What is this? Here, I'll check. I hate, I hate when they don't put, like, the date of uh, when something is posted. Because this one does say AJ McCarron, but I'm trying to... No, he... I can't that, remember where he's... I think he's, in, I think he's in, like, Houston. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. Um, oh, Ryan Finley, the rookie from NC State. Oh, fourth round draft pick. He's going to be, um, he's going to be starting. Ah, (laughs) good luck with that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, then the last thing that we have to do is the uh, question of the week then for the Lions. We don't have anything for Michigan. So, Brandon, uh, I forgot to ask, uh, I think. Did you have one ready or? A question? Yeah, a question. I have. Will Khalil Mack have more than one sack versus the Lions? Ooh. That's that's a tough one. What's uh what's your answer? I am gonna say yes. All right. I'm gonna say no because I feel comfortable that um he might get one and I don't know though. 
Well, I guess you know technically you you could be uh, you could get that with if he gets one and a half sacks. Yes. So, uh, but I'll I'll stick with no. But it is the Lions? So if they want to make somebody look good, just play the Lions. <laughs> so well, yeah, we'll see. I'm uh, that'll be interesting. Gonna try to find some other football to watch. I feel like I'm busy this weekend, which might work out well. But, anyways, anything else to add? Or are we wrapping this one up? Um, I don't really have anything else. So I'm, you know, I guess it's gonna be a short episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when somebody's on the bye week. So we get to wrap it up. Um, we will. Uh, do the recap episode for the Lions next week. Might talk a little bit more on some subject with Michigan. Uh, maybe not. Might be a short episode again. But we do hope you all have a good weekend. Uh, take advantage of the Michigan bye week. You know, don't have to watch anything live. But there are a couple of good matchups. Um, Penn State is going to Minnesota for an undefeated matchup in the Big Ten and undefeated matchup between LSU and Alabama as well so a couple big matchups i think there are a couple of uh, some other ones as well so but with that we will uh send you guys off we always appreciate you guys tuning in um we will be doing as long as there's no more flooding and no more chaos happening in our lives we will we will be having a blue bros 2 episode this week so Until next time, we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.